follow rules. It'll be humans that will have the creativity, the imagination, the curiosity to make value by connecting to our machines. That was called the Ada Lovelace School, the partnership of humans and machines. As she put it, the symbiosis that would come from the human creativity and the technological processing power. Flash forward a hundred years from when she wrote that paper in 1837 to when Alan Turing comes along. In 1950, Alan Turing wrote a paper where he posed the question, can machines think? And it contained a section called Lady Lovelace's Objection. Turing didn't think that there was necessarily much of a difference between thinking and computing, which means if a future computer could communicate as sophisticatedly as a human could, then you probably couldn't say it's not thinking. And he thought of a way to test this idea. And so he comes up with a test that he calls the imitation game. We now call it the Turing test, which is you take a machine and you put it in a different room behind a curtain, along with a human you do that, you send in questions, and if after a while you cannot tell the difference between the machine and the human, there's no reason at all, no empirical reason, logical reason, to say the machine's not thinking. So out of this comes the two strands of the connection of humans to machines that is still playing out in the future. The Ada Lovelace strand that says the symbiosis between man and machine will be the most powerful thing, and the Turing quest for artificial intelligence, which you keep reading about, whether it's Elon Musk or Stephen Hawking, that soon machines will learn everything, they won't need us, there'll be a singularity, they'll leave us behind. The interesting thing about the Turing test is we thought, or Turing thought, that within a pretty quick while we'd have machines that would pass the Turing test, or the imitation game as he called it. Uh, whether or not you think that's a good test, what's surprising is, even now, no machine has really come close to passing the Turing test. Some of you with computers will Google passing the Turing test, and you'll find a few people who have claimed to do it by one machine pretended to be an eight-year-old Romanian boy, and for five minutes could uh, fool 60% of the people testing it. But generally, you know, whether you're speaking to Siri on your iPhone or looking at these people who claim to pass the Turing test, that machine's not thinking, is not really doing. In fact, it's been surprisingly hard to get machines to do things on their own. You go to um, Applied Minds in Los Angeles, and they're all talking about these robots that'll do things. But you watch the robot, and it still has trouble walking across a room, an unfamiliar room it can't walk across, picking up a crayon, writing its name. You go to the Total Domain Awareness System down in Lower Manhattan, and you see all these cameras looking at Grand Central, but they still can't pick a mother's face out of a crowd. I can give you many examples, and every one of those examples has one thing in common. A three-year-old can do it, but the machine can't. Now, I'm not going to say, because, you know, the future is here. We're talking about foreseeable future. I'm not going to say in 100, 200 years, it's totally impossible to replicate in silicon the carbon-based wetware consciousness and creativity we have in our brain. But the really surprising thing about the future that we see now is that it's a whole lot harder. What it takes is this connecting of creativity of the human imagination with the processing power of machines. That was Ada Lovelace's big thing, which is she could appreciate the beauty of a very complicated line of her father's poetry, like she walks in beauty like the night. Ada could visualize it. 
But you could also visualize an algorithm or an equation and see that it too was beautiful. In the future, or at least the future that us and our children and our grandchildren will live in, the value will be as Steve Jobs said. He always had a slide at the end of his product presentations. And that slide was the connection of the arts and technology. It was a street sign. And he said, that's where humans who create value, that's where they'll stand. And we should let the machines do what they do best, and we do what we do best, and when we combine and have that symbiosis, that's where the real power will be. And whether it's the past 65 years, since the Turing test came along, or the past 200 years, since the Luddites were smashing the loom, so beloved by Lady Lovelace, every single data point has shown that the exponential growth of the power